Hello and welcome to the Bristol City Vixen cast. This is a podcast all about Bristol City women who are playing in the WSL. Uh, my name is Nat Brown. And my name is DM Withers and I still haven't quite recaptured my voice after screaming for about 100 minutes plus plus more on Sunday evening and we are recording on Tuesday evening so took its toll didn't it on your voice DM it it really did take its toll and it's it's barely there now but it is better than it was I think you sound lovely thank you that's that's very kind you're welcome um but yeah should we should begin our fantastic podcast yes let's begin our fantastic podcast (laughs) so we're going to be talking about the the epic um, 2-1 loss to <laughs> Arsenal on Sunday night, um, a 6.45 kickoff, live on Sky Sports. Felt like a win though, didn't it? It did feel like a win <laughs> in a weird sort of way. Um, yeah, we were absolutely, you know. I'm still buzzing. Off. I've calmed down a little bit, I have to say, but yeah. You needed a peppermint tea when I you d- got in, didn't you? I did, I did, um, as a paid up member of the Peppermint Tea Army, Wee. which is the, the the rename of what I'm calling the Bristol City away away fans. Um, so, yeah, so goals from Katie McCabe. They've got Katie McCabe. Yep. And I don't understand, you know, that they've got them, you know, the Arsenal fans. And, and we, amaz- we do understand. We do understand it because she scored two goals. Yeah, we um, get it. Yeah, we get it. Seven minutes, 59 um, minutes. And an absolute beauty an absolute like surely one of possibly one of the best goals bristol city goals ever are you i'm gonna put it there right just just put it right there yeah from rachel furness certainly one of the best headed goals that i've seen bristol city score. absolutely best headed goal um you know when you're digging back into the archives dm you're thinking about kind of you know corin yorston free kick just, you just purely you know, like in terms of contagious. Amy Palmer straight in from the the, the no, corner. No, no, no. Or it's the, like so that much, Ebony Salmon goal I think against Eb- Reading. I think Ebony Salmon's goals were like definitely on a similar level, but I think in terms of just the feeling that it generated among everybody in the crowd when that went in was was so extraordinary. And I will mm-hmm. say, apparently, the only shot that Bristol had on target throughout the game, which lethal which uh, surely can't be right and also is perhaps indicative of the fact that we should have actually pressed them Should more. have just gone for it. I think, yeah. well, you know, maybe should have certainly crossed the ball, m- ball more. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, you're right, DM. It was it was a fantastic goal. Rachel Furness was just oh, absolutely ablaze she was, on Sunday she, she night. She was fire, wasn't she? She was fire. To use that word that we learnt on Saturday night at the, um, at poetry, the poetry event. event. Yep. So, yeah, so before the game... I think it's fair to say that among the people who we go to matches with, at least, the predictions were pretty bleak, weren't they? It was very pessimistic. Um, yeah, not a lot of positive wizards in the crowd. Um, but yeah, we we thought we were going to concede heavily. And I think we thought it was going to be the worst game of the season. Yeah, definitely. In terms of like, yeah, just, you know, Arsenal getting ready to batter someone. Because they haven't been playing brilliantly. Um, and we thought we were going to be the unlucky team to 
receive a bit of a smacked bottom from Arsenal. Uh, so, and I think just generally everybody felt it. Um, lots of us that have been Bristol City fans for a while know that in the past, during the WSL cam- campaigns, we've we've received a bit of a battering. Well, it happened the previous week. And in fact, we should apologise actually for not recording after the Man City game, but we didn't actually go to the Man City game and I watched it on, on television and I was just... I just kind of just didn't want to talk about it, to be honest. So I actually couldn't. I couldn't watch it. I found um, it quite hard. I just found jobs to do around the house. It is you, quite hard. To, it is it, hard to watch. It's hard sometimes. to watch. I just kind of. I was. I was slightly. Yeah, I was unable to kind of connect with that game. But um, yeah, yeah, it was really. It was really hard. It, it was quite. I mean, I wouldn't say it was triggering, but it kind of. It, it well, did, it, made in terms me feel... of what triggering kind of means, it was just like to take you back somewhere unpleasant. Yeah. Then yes, it was triggering. It certainly was. And um, I, I did actually shed a tear. I have to say, did you have um, a little cry? I did have a cry. But I cry really, really easily. Yeah. I'm like somebody who is is massively emotional and yeah. has like really just cries at everything. Yeah. So, um, you know. Did you I, I cry did. at this game? Uh, no, I didn't cry. I was wow. just kind of more just excited, really. It was just, it was, it was just, it was just quite exciting. But, but the the predictions were really were were really bleak before, precisely because you know we did show up in the second half of the Man City game, but the f- the first half was That's only because it was like dead, wasn't it? And that it was, was the thing, dead. Like, all the games so far, they've kind of been over by half time. So we've yeah. had good second halves, but because they haven't mattered. Yeah. So we were. You know, pre- I think fair to say preparing for the worst. I think the the kind of predictions were were somewhat like four one, um, five one, you know, six one. I genuinely thought this could be like eight one, you know, based on previous experiences of playing Arsenal. So I'm glad to say that my worst fears were not confirmed, and we turned up and put in a fantastic performance. And you know, the whole. The whole atmosphere was 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 really incredible. So, uh, significant things to mention in terms of the the team sheet. So, there was a couple of changes that were um, brought in from the previous week. So, Ella Powell came in for Chloe Mustaki, and um, I think has continued to actually impress in a kind of more concentrated um, defensive role. So, not so kind of charging up the wing so much, but doing it occasionally. But like really kind of focusing on that defensive craft, and I think. She's really stepping up to the WSL and seems to be learning every week. And it's it's a real a real joy to watch, to, to see Ella doing so well there. And the other big news, which I think we were all expecting because Caelan Marquise is an Arsenal player and you can't play against the club that you are on loan from. Um, Liv Clark coming in to um, deputise or claim a place, <laughs> claim the number one um, jersey while Fran Bentley is um, sadly injured and I think it's fair to say that I think most Bristol City women fans who's who watched Caelan Marquis play in the last couple of games were relieved to see Liv Clark on the team sheet yeah and not just because of you know this season but Liv Clark as we've seen her play she was she was the kind of number two goalkeeper last year and uh, I think they were pretty good at um Bentley playing the league and Clark playing like the cup games. So Clark played quite a lot, didn't she? So yeah, she did. And she was. And I she, played, she was great. Played for Wales as well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's kind of she's playing a lot. She's she's really good. She's a really excellent keeper. Um, uh, and you know I think yeah, it seemed uh, 
you know, I think we were all ready for Marquise to be really excellent when she came in because getting sending away Liv Clark was was you know a statement a statement yeah because she's good. Um, obviously you're not gonna you know you're not gonna kind of send Bentley away. She was the club captain towards the end of the season, so it's just like she's obviously massively important. But you did like you know based on Marquise's stature and the fact that she's been at Arsenal, kind of had very high expectations of her and yeah seeing. Liv Clark play yesterday, I just kind of think, yeah, she's got a real, um, she she can try and claim that shirt, I think, whilst Bentley's injured. I'd, yeah. I'd love to see Clark play. Definitely, I think um, Liv Clark, for me, would be the first name on the team sheet when we play against West Ham on the 5th of November. Because she, Did she get player of the match? She did get player yeah. of the match. I thought she was outstanding. I think she really suits... The way we play, actually, mm-hmm. she is. She was really good at claiming balls. She she made a couple of good, you know, really good saves. Um, she was unfortunate for the second goal. She looked like she had it covered. If you know Brooke Aspin hadn't have sort of nicked off her head, it prob- she possibly would have saved it. Um, you know, the no Tash Harding was quite critical of her footwork for the first goal, but I actually think that was more of an issue of us not kind of getting out and blocking the first goal. But we can talk about that in a minute. Mm. You know, she was, you know, she was really good. And she, I think she gave the back line a lot of confidence. She was a point in which they rallied in front of and behind. Um, so I think, I think she was really excellent. And I, I really, really, really hope that there's not some kind of weird clause in a contract somewhere that is, you know, I'm sure that doesn't exist. Um, if Bentley doesn't play, Marquise has to play. But um, I hope that's not the case because I think just in terms of pure mobility, Liv Clark is just just seems so much more you know, athletic, you know, and just more bouncy, just more of a the kind of the stature and the composure that you expect of the kind of goalkeepers that we've seen year after year between the sticks for Bristol City Women because we've been blessed with just an absolute dazzling array of goalkeeping talent, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, no matter what's been happening for Bristol City, we've always had amazing goalkeepers. Even when we're getting, you know, like seasons ago when we were getting thrashed in the WSL, we had Sophie Bagley in goal and you never felt like she had a bad game. No, no, she... She never played badly. Like, we'd get beaten... And she could get player of the match or, you know, that when they're like one all at Man United, where Sophie Bagley was just like an one absolute, nil. We, 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 we won, won one it, nil. one nil. One and nil. it was just like, okay, Sophie Bagley now is just kind of, time she's, she's, won it. she's time wasted so much, which probably wouldn't happen these days. But anyway, she just kind of, yeah, we've been spoiled. Siobhan Chamberlain, Mary Earps, Baggers, Bentley. And, and all the ones that, that come Cummings in, as well. Eartha Cummings, you know, uh, Sophie Whitehouse. Really good keepers. Like everyone yeah. who's been at Bristol City has been really great. We've been spoiled with keepers, and you know, I think as like a, like yeah. We've so it was actually, a bit of a shock, wasn't it? When I think Kaylee Marquis yeah. just didn't quite seem to fit that mold, and yeah, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that Liv Liv plays until <laughs> Fran comes back because I think she's more, she's more, she's similar to Fran Bentley actually. Yeah, um, I think that's what it is. Like I think there's, a, there's a, bit, a style and yeah. a way of of playing and and she just kind of fits it doesn't she they've obviously like you can see that they've kind of trained together yeah and been and kind of matched yeah. yeah yeah anyway she's she she was, she was great. great she, she was, was really really great so yeah. that's just the you know the the plug for live yeah um, and a, a massive congratulations to her for her first wsl match it was you know it was a stunner and yeah. she she really you know 
she she was the solid foundation on which we could build from and it was great to see her so that's the team news um so um and we should also say actually that baggers did play we watched the chelsea brighton hove game and it oh, was yeah. it was really nice to i did feel sorry for baggers playing uh, against chelsea thinking that she was you know it's just like this kind of groundhog day for her like getting battered at chelsea mm-hmm. but she she made a couple of great saves well several great saves it was lovely to see baggers um playing again and also it was really nice to see aggie beaver jones score i think her first wsl goal for chelsea against baggers but it was it was really great to see aggie beaver jones on the score sheet so congratulations to her really really nice person i hope she massively kicks on this season for chelsea but i hope that doesn't happen against us no no she can't play. always oh definitely yes no in fact if none of them play against us that'll be good the whole of the chelsea team all of the chelsea team yeah if they yeah. have to send out emma hayes in her boots i'll be happy um that would be amazing that would be amazing wouldn't it so the other big thing that happened um you know also we should say you know arsenal like viviana Miedemar, um was on the bench, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. So, just, you know, just to say that. And Beth Mead. And Beth Mead, but that was her first, Meadamar's first game back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, Viv. Welcome back. Um, you know. She looks like a little deer, doesn't she? She is. She is super cute. She is. She was a, She was supporting Bristol, technically, the other day, wasn't she, when we were at Tottenham? Exactly. She wasn't supporting Tottenham. No, no. So, yeah. But I was really Fall pleased. Fall from grace. I was really, her. really pleased that she came on and she didn't score, because... You know, a couple of seasons ago, she did score like a million goals against us. So um, I was bracing myself for that as well. And she came on quite late, thankfully. She did. She still did still manage to um, sort of thread through a lovely pass for Beth Mead. But we can talk about that as we go through chronologically. Chronologically. Um, but the um, the other big thing was the fireworks, right? Oh, literally pre-game fireworks um so fireworks were on the other side to me there were some lovely crisscrossy fireworks but by us there were those fire things and they were roasting they were roasting i hope they they bring them out in december you know when it's gonna actually be be really really good if they can just keep them pumping throughout the game yeah that'd be brilliant or if we you know get them out when we score That'd be good. That'd be good. Well, they're not necessarily very good for the carbon footprint, right? No, they're terrible for the carbon footprint. They shouldn't have used them at all. Yeah, that's true. But what they should have done is... Um, but then they shouldn't hold World Cups on like three continents either. No, they really. should have like so buried some carbon. Football's not really uh, like leading the way. Ethical in yeah. any way. Yeah. Yeah, and no matter what it says. But did enjoy the fireworks. That's the thing is, that, you know, you can kind of be like climate change, but, you know, lovely fireworks. That was great. So... It did, it did add to the spectacle. It did make everybody feel quite excited. And it, I guess it's technically kind of near bon, bonfire night. I, think that, I don't think it had anything to do with it, but yeah. No, absolutely not. Um, but so so that was um, that. was that. So the game starts mm-hmm. and we got through about like two or three minutes and we were like, we haven't conceded. Oh, it was brilliant. This is amazing. Every minute was a celebration, wasn't it? It was. And then Casey McCabe is like, you know, we're stuck in this kind of repetition loop of defending corners, heading the ball out, some amazingly talented football seasoned WSL pros standing on the edge of the box, ready to just just arrow a ball right into the the top right hand corner mm-hmm. or, or the bottom left hand corner or wherever it is. Um, and there's no Bristol City player laying their body on the line and charging out to stop them. And that happened again. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. All right. It did. 
I was gonna this one didn't feel so bad though I don't know what you think watching it back I didn't feel like I felt like we were half a second off whereas some of the others that we've conceded some of the outside of the box goals that I feel like we've been like visibly like late this one I just felt like fair dues they got an opportunity and they took it I didn't I like we could have we could have closed it down quicker but I did it didn't have the kind of stink about it that like the other outside the box goals like the Tottenham one and the Amy Palmer one for Leicester they just had like a kind of and the oh. second and the third Leicester goal as well yeah I think or, or maybe it was the second one but I think what I what I would like is for the next game for us not to concede a goal from that position I think that would be ideal yeah but there's like two types of goals to concede really isn't there there's like so the outside the box and there's the inside the box and we've been conceding both yeah, I know. I'm just saying so. that they're quite similar. They're quite similar no, positions. No, I, I know what you mean. It's right? like the same. Yeah, left side of the box. Yeah, outside the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get I, it. I can see All a right. pattern. Okay, you can. You know, you're a mathematician. Well, no, I'm not. But you're you know, I'm just looking looking at it and just saying it's yeah, the no. same goal. Yeah, fair enough. But um, so yeah, you know, oh, Katie McCabe. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> Katie McCabe. So we're all like, oh God. Oh, God. It was, wasn't it? It was like, here we go. Oh, God. That happened. But then, straight off the bat, actually, mm-hmm. we, we I thought we were super positive, actually, mm-hmm. um, when uh, when we kicked off after the um, after conceding. Is we, we went, we, we attacked down the, the right, and we were really positive, and, we, and I was impressed by that. It was a good response, because uh, so something uh, Lauren was talked about as we read in the... Um transcribed press conference or you read aloud to me i did i did read aloud so thank you to girls on the ball for transcribing those press conferences um because although i think other wsl clubs stream them live bristol city women don't seem to do that because and I, i don't really understand why i have to say because you'd think that in this moment when you know there's eyes on the game don't you think it's creating as wide enough opportunity as possible making it easy enough for a wide variety of journalists to cover the game and talk about the game it's really really important so just stream the press releases and so that we can also like listen to them i think there's quite a big audience you know for the even if there's not a big audience there's an audience there's an audience i would listen to that you'd listen to it and you know you've got if you want journalists to write about the team you've got to have that information available right so thank you to girls on the ball for doing that the transcriptions are really valuable and i appreciate it as well how you organized it and seemed to answer questions about um you know you, you broke it down into some into some good segments so so thank you very much great work um so you know round aside yeah um, anyway um i'm not quite sure where that came from what were we talking about well i was talking about being positive after yeah yeah yeah. that's something lauren smith talked about isn't it so instead of um conceding a goal and then um scoring uh sorry conceding again uh you know doing something better so it was great actually it was really like visibly a thing right we've conceded let's go and attack them and that i think just going and attacking them the team kind of went oh wait a minute they're attackable their defense didn't look unshakable did it no not at all and I think in a way it's a missed opportunity because I think I don't think Arsenal's defense at the moment is that great obviously they've got great defenders but they look well shaky yeah well yeah they didn't um you know with with their with their captain Leah Williamson out like Williamson was a brilliant is is brilliant like sent half and she can and they've had some players leave was it Rafaela is that her name the Brazilian woman she was amazing anyway where's she I thought she'd been replaced by someone 
but who? Because all I could see was lots of women Moy looking a bit frightened. Yeah, she was terrified. She was terrified. Terrified of Emily Testrup. Yeah, I know. It's just like, imagine. down on her now. I know. So, um, yeah. Because we did actually, like, yeah, we did try and attack. Emily Testrup was amazing. She's like, she was up there a lot of the time, fairly isolated. But I don't remember her giving the ball away. She was able to hold it up. She was really strong. She's really quick. She's like, if you quick. put the ball in behind, she was... She was able to kind of challenge. She was able to do something with it. She would turn nearly everything into something good. It was or, a very or, impressive yeah. performance. It was it, because that's like kind of I can imagine now like kind of Alan Shearer saying what a difficult job she's got. You know, centre forward up there on her own, having to hold the ball. And actually, you can, that's like the kind of big cliche, isn't it? When you've got a defensive team or a defensive setup, and that person at the at the front has to kind of do all that work. Like she did it. Yeah. She she did like the running in behind. She did the holding. She come she came short. She did everything. And yeah, I can't remember her giving the ball away. No, she was she was really really good. And I've been super impressed by her. Actually, she's just she's grown with every game, and she's been absolutely fantastic and a real threat. What I'd be interested. One thing I haven't seen her do actually is kind of bear down on goal and have a shot. Um, yeah, so yeah, she yeah, scored yeah, those yeah. two penalties, which shows a lot of bottle. Um, she's been doing that kind of work. Maybe she's, you know, we talked about this before about her statistics seem to suggest she's not that kind of centre forward who is prolific, but maybe she's more of a supporting, holding up and having a, you know, somebody who's running in front um, kind of centre forward. But she's she's doing a great job for the team. So yeah, big up, Emily Testrup. We love you. And the goal, so the furnace goal, because, you know, we've already talked about it being, you know, possibly... Like it's the greatest there. headed, it was it was amazing. So the greatest headed goal a Bristol City team have ever produced. That's what we're saying now. We're we're ready to. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it that. Okay, I'm definitely definitely calling that, and I'm also going to call Rachel Furness's first 45 the best 45 minute performance I've ever seen anyone in a Bristol City shirt play. She was unbelievable she was unbelievable for the whole match but she kind of just fizzled out a bit in the second half or just wasn't that same level I mean the level she was at in the first 45 was just it was kind of mind-blowing it was inspirational it was kind of beyond inspiration it was it was rock star football it was absolutely amazing if she was a, a rock star she'd have a double-headed electric guitar she'd be doing a massive guitar solo it was amazing and it was the goal was incredible but it was a fantastic assist from another player who had a really, really good game. Jamie Lee Napier. Yes. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee. Napier. I'm not going to sing it because it's quite annoying, actually. Um, good on her for smiling when she heard us singing it because that's not the reaction. Oh, come off it. It's great. Oh, I know. But come on. It's just it's hard work, actually. That's one of the reasons for the bad voices. It's got so much range. Talk about the goal. Just describe it to me. So, uh, I can't remember who kicks the ball out wide left, but somebody does, and Carrie Jones runs after it, and she takes it almost to the corner flag. It's actually Jamie Lee Napier. Who kicks the ball to her. Who kicks the ball to her, yeah. Fair dues. And then she runs out. Cause it's, oh, it's hold really on, quite, I was doing okay, it. Okay, sorry. Jamie Lee, can I just Jamie, Jamie I've Lee. watched it about 100 times. This is why you know. So, I've watched it more like seven, so I didn't know this bit of detail. Anyway, all I can see is... Carrie Jones in the corner and she's just having a little think about what to do. She's got a couple of Arsenal defenders near her. So she lays it back to Jamie Lee Napier and you think maybe first time cross, but she doesn't do a first time cross. She takes a touch and then she crosses it with her left foot 
and it hits the head of Rachel Furness, even though it shouldn't because there's like three Arsenal there's defenders. three Arsenal defenders? Three Arsenal defenders. What? And it hits Rachel Furness's head and it touches the far post, the inside of the far post, which is perfection, perfection. It can't go any further to the right. I mean, I should say as well, Jamie Lee Napier absolutely smashes that cross across. It's not like a, a little namby It's not pathetic, is it? It's an absolute it's a hard, bullet. It's a hard cross, which... Is, it's, which is why it goes in, because if Rachel Furness had to like do any work, that would have been really difficult. So all she has to do is touch it, and it goes in, and it goes in. It's perfect. And and by the time it's like she leaps up in the air, and by the time she lands, she's seen it go in, and then she starts her celebration upon landing, which is glorious. It was and, amazing. Uh, and and apparently- you're gonna make a bust of her, aren't you? Well, I was thinking about... Out of you clay? Know, uh, no, not out of clay. I was thinking about maybe like getting a 3D printed um, Rachel Furner's head. Um, right, okay. Uh, orange Rachel Furner's head. And, you know, maybe you've got the plans? Maybe sell it, Maybe sell them outside Ashton Gate. And I'm not sure if, if there's, if there's a, a market for that. But if anybody wants a 3D <laughs> um, printed Rachel Furner's head, let me know. I'm, I think... It's I, not the first thing you've had 3D printed, is it, DM? No, it's, it's not... <laughs> No, that was years ago, though, and I think it's kind of... It's breaking a little bit. DM got a dog poo uh, 3D printed, a curly turd in blue. That was years ago. Which was the only option available at the time, wasn't it? That was years ago, though, (laughs) so that was before... um, (laughs) Before the technology kind of really... Really developed. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was thinking about... This would be an amazing thing, is just to to make a bust of Rachel Furness's head... Um, just and, and or at least just the gum shield yeah. have like the 3d printed gum shield for everybody to wear that would be good or maybe maybe we should all go to games now wearing a gum shield how does that sound that's like that's fandom isn't it that's like yeah that's I like think, a step up i think i think rachel furnace it's safe to say that everyone is massively obsessed with her now it's yeah. just like, like we were a little bit obsessed last year when she was good and like we were like oh my god Rachel Furness is trying to like, but this we were, she's like, just we loved Rachel step- Furness before we were, we were already a bit like oh, Rachel Furness oh my god, oh my god. and now we're just like oh my god that I was, love you yeah, we're gonna just... make busts of your head and sell them and if we don't sell any keep them all and put them around our house oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's the thing you don't have to make tons to 3D print them you just do it on demand exactly so yeah we'll get one at least though i'm gonna i think it's it just seems it seems too good but surely that's something that the bristol sports shop would want right is <laughs> the merch ain't great so i'd like to see a fernie head yeah exactly and the, the fernie the fernie head that scored the the, the greatest goal. the greatest headed goal and that's probably going to be the first of many great headed goals that we see this season but just it was, get the ball in Get just, the ball in. just put it in. You know yeah. that was the problem in the second half. It's just a dilly dallying around um, the the corner and just not just not putting it in. So just need to cross the ball. So yeah. So Rachel Furness's goal. Everyone went completely mental. It was incredible. It was. I think we were all absolutely shocked for a start mm. that we'd managed to score a goal from open play like that. But it was it was it was an electric moment and. Yeah, I know there was a lot of Arsenal fans there. There were. I know, and they, they were, were loud. And actually, I didn't mind them being there because they were quite far away from me. And it was quite sweet that they were there and being all like, you know, all those kind of people from North Bristol who'd come down to see Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, you know, if you've got a BS postcode, you'd support 
Arsenal, but hipsters, what can you what yeah. can you do? They seem to think that they have some sort of moral high ground. Anyway, don't, don't I shan't worry about don't it go anymore. There. So, but it didn't matter. Does and it certainly doesn't matter to um, you know, the people who are advertising the tickets for the game. So, you know, exactly. it's nice to have it was nice to have them there and it was nice to have a much fuller stadium. And lovely to have a nice full stadium and they were, you know, they did generate the atmosphere, but there was a huge huge roar for that Rachel Furness goal and it's the discourse around the game is they're all Arsenal fans. No, there was like a lot of Bristol City women fans there. There's a lot of people who go to watch Bristol City women who love this team and will get behind this team. It's not just about the Arsenal. They came to see Bristol City, the Arsenal fans, actually. That's right. That's right. So and it was a huge and it was deserving of that roar. It was it was wild. So and it just it just lifted everybody and we held it until half time. Didn't we? And we did have actually have Testrop had a chance. She was, mm-hmm. she didn't actually score, but she, you know, um, made them foul her. She was yeah, running, yeah, yeah, two v one, and she she got fouled. So yeah, she was definitely keep. Like, was there was moments where we were like kind of breaking out, and we defended really brilliantly. First half well organized. Like their players looked kind of quiet. So we had um, was it Napier versus McCabe. Mm. So like that that looked fine. Yeah, like, she did was look, brilliant. Ella Powell kept like Caitlin Ford in in her pocket. Caitlin like, Ford, Caitlin was Ford like, we were like we watched we were her highlights. Like, like, she like, played. Caitlin Ford played. We didn't even realise Kim Little was on the pitch. Yeah, what kept them you quiet? Know, and, they were just, and, and they were anonymous. They were barely barely effective. And Megan Connolly doing a job on Alessia Russo. Russo. Like that was impressive. And Megan Connolly was very very good. Wasn't she, she? was her and uh, Lazelle actually. I think they've got a bit of a they got a bit of a. A bit of a thing. Chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, they looked super well organized together. Because Connolly was almost playing like a third centre half. I don't know if that's actually what she was doing. But she's, I think she was just doing like a kind of, kind of like a man marking job on Russo. And she ended up mostly between the two centre halves. So they just put Megan Connolly there. And because Megan Connolly was doing such a good job, it allowed Fernie to kind of like be the boss, you know, to be like the kind of physical breaking things up. Because that's actually, that's her game, isn't it? Like, break it up. Break it up and pass, and it, pass on. it on. And and I think everything that Fernie did, actually, um, in, the, in the first half, was just kind of, just went completely for her. Because mm-hmm. it was just really, it was totally, like, her match, wasn't it? That first 45 minutes. And yeah, it, it was, it was kind of this, it was kind of very, yeah, it was good for her. She was like, yeah, like, turning over the ball lots, cracking into challenges. Her defensive work, she headed the ball because we, we conceded quite a lot of corners and free kicks and things, didn't we? Which, in previous games, I feel like that would have been, like, goal city. Yeah. But Fernie was yeah. clearing everything. She did. Like, she was just boom, boom, like, in both boxes. How amazing to, like, yeah. Because Tash Harding has said, didn't she, that she had a kind of real reputation for being amazing with her head. But she was defending everything. She seemed to get on absolutely everything. So she was just, she was incredible. Yeah. But we defended really well. Defended as a good unit. We looked, I don't know what the kind of formation was. It looked like a kind of 5-4-1. I'm sure that's not what it is written down on paper, but that's what it looked like in practice when they were playing without the ball. They looked like they had five at the back, four behind, four, four in front of that, and then just test up at the top. And they just looked really solid. Yes, indeed. And um, <clears throat> first 45, go in 1-1, fantastic. We were even, you know, even in that extra time period, that like one minute of extra time, we, we had the were, ball. We had the ball and we were attacking them. So that was, I thought that was really, really positive. A bit of a shift there, an indication that we've learned the lesson. And also the second half, 
came out another danger period for us we didn't concede immediately yeah very good yeah no because we've conceded loads of goals haven't we in the start of the second half and it's just kind of been deflating and annoying so yeah it was I think that was definitely another moment I think they were kind of desperate to not make the same mistakes again yeah you can make other mistakes but it's just like if you know that something's going to happen can you just like try really, really, really hard to not let it happen? And I think they did. There was like, it was obviously some things that they've worked so hard on about like not conceding from free kicks because of uh, and corners because of the Man City game. I think they tried really hard to not concede from outside the box as well. I do think they tried really hard. I think they were really good at closing down generally. Yeah, generally. I generally. Think, yeah, yeah, I think that the, the, the first McCabe goal was a bit of a blip in that respect. And I think that the, it actually reminded me a lot of the, the kind of defence that we saw last season, um, you know, the kind of blocking, putting your body mm-hmm. on the line. I think they'd kind of remembered that they can do that. Yeah, that and they're they, really good defenders. That they're really, they're, really good yeah. and they can, they can block. And so, some of the blocks were just amazing. So we should say Katie McCabe scored her second goal, which was really unfortunate, really. Again, from a corner, I think, again, a ferny head out, didn't get to it. Um, well, ferny headed it, but unfortunately, instead of it going up into the air like far away which is what happens with most of her clearances they go really far out this time it didn't go out it dropped pretty close to the floor on the edge of the box didn't it and it was Katie McCabe who picked it up and just gave it a whack but yeah and 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 Prick Aspen tried to to kind of save it but um unfortunately that diverted it um away from Liv Clark who possibly would have saved it but we don't know do we because um you know no we can't tell can we we Sliding can't tell doors. um but that could have happened so that was really unfortunate and see brooke i think had another solid game um but shortly was substituted after that i think she got maybe got a bit injured or something she seemed to land funny from the header um, to land funny in her ankle and she she um murray came on for her didn't she which was no no problem no in fact it was really good to see murray play against those players because she just looked good she looked really good and she was excellent when she came on. She was an absolute bully and was just bashing people about and just was taking the ball and she looked amazing. So it was a, a really good sort of finishing shift from her. Um, and yeah, really, really solid. Great to actually have have her on the bench. And that seems mm-hmm. to be a bit of a thing where Brooke sort of plays to like 60, 70 minutes and Murray comes on, which is um, seems to be working, I think, for for us at the moment. So 2-1, you know, and it's a shame. It's a shame that we, we weren't able to kind of get our attacking boots on really for the rest of the game. But I was really, really pleased and encouraged that we didn't concede again. And that amazing, there was a couple, of, there's two absolutely sumptuous blocks. One from Megan Connolly, um, which was just incredible. And one from Jamie Lee Napier, which was like 90 something minute, wasn't it? I mean, that is desire, isn't it? We are, we don't, we, we have intense desire not to concede another goal. And there's mm. Jamie Lee Napier just coming across and just blocking it and saying, no, you can't have another goal. You, we will not be beaten. We will not, we will not be made fools of mm-hmm. because we, you know, we believe in ourselves. We're going to stand up for ourselves. And this is just the beginning of something of us turning the corner. Yeah. Well, typified, yeah, by Jamie Lee Napier. I think the attitude of just like, no, we're, we're not mugs. It's just like they actually looked like they weren't mugs and they looked like they believed they weren't mugs and they looked like they weren't going to, yeah. They just looked like they were ready for it, you know? Like we knew we weren't going to have loads of possession. 
we did misuse possession a little bit. We did give the ball away sometimes, which was a bit annoying because we were trying to play football when we tried to when we tried to get out. You know, we were trying to do some of our triangles, and sometimes it came off, and other times it didn't. So it'd be great if we could just kind of if if a few more of those times we could just kind of make those attacking moves come off as well as we made those defensive moves come off. I think that's the next thing to kind of click into place is like us really believing that we can make more chances in a game because yeah we have scored from open play we've scored every game have we we didn't score against oh man not city. man city sorry so we've scored in i'm thinking of the saints game as well so we scored in four out of five games so you know yeah we've got creativity we're, we're, we're and playing and we can we can score it's just like if we like it's really hard i think to kind of go right we can we don't have to defend for this moment. We can put some players forward. I think it's probably very frightening still to put people in the position to go forward because, yeah, like Fernie said in her interview, like what was she doing up there hmm. in that box, scoring that goal? Because that's not <laughs> in that game. That wasn't her job. No, d she definitely wasn't meant to have been there. But, but she, she was. was. Just, she, was just, <laughs> she was just like... She was I think drawn she was, to the ball like she a just, moth to a flame. She just knew, just, didn't she? She was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And she, she was, I actually would love to see like a kind of full pitch at camera angle of the goal just to see like what she's doing. Because I think she was she was probably starting off at like the halfway line and was just like, when, when she saw Napier had the ball, she probably just pegged it. It's but just, it's just yeah. like, yeah, anyway, I think like making the decisions about like who goes and when is still probably a bit like I don't want to say frightening but do you know what I mean like I feel feel like they just don't want to concede so much mm. that it's difficult to put the to put the people forward yeah definitely and so I think that's, also, that's next I think yeah and I think also I think one thing that re really was very clear from the Arsenal game was that and it's you know it's just obvious that we just don't have the strength and depth to, to come off the bench and we are missing Abby Harrison at the moment. I hope she comes back soon. Um, and just because it would be, I, I would imagine you'd start Abby Harrison and you might put Carrie Jones on the bench or you would start Abby Harrison and Carrie Jones and put Fionn Morgan, have Fionn Morgan come off the bench to, to run at them. I, I think Mary Ward, it's been great to see her come off the bench and she's done as good as she can, but I do think she's struggled a little bit. Um, she's kind of been, easily neutralized by the WSL defenders. And I think she obviously, she's still a growing, you know, she's still super young and she's got to, she's got to develop like in play now and her ability, you know, her ability is unquestionable, but I do think the past few games, she's, she's definitely been snuffed out a bit. I think Shania Hales has also struggled when she's come on to, to really kind of make an impact in the game. And, I, Shania Hales has not been given long though, has she? She, she hasn't been she given gives, long. She gets like a very short amount of time in the matches. But yeah, I would like to see her kind of go, right, okay, I'm going to come on and I'm going to win it. That's like, I think that's like, that's the, yeah, that's what you sure. want to see from those substitutes. Like Mary Ward, I think has done actually well. And I don't think she's looked, I don't no. think she's looked weaker than any of the rest of the team in, in many respects when she's come on. I think she's she's like, she holds her own. She can dribble, maybe some of her decision-making and like what sort of, still kind of getting a sense of what sort of player she is. Like, because she obviously, she plays kind of wide, doesn't she? Usually wide left. 
She's she's a wide player and she wants to beat people and she's an, you know she's an attacking you know she's a kind of not a centre forward but she's an attacking forward yeah I mean I'm not saying that to like criticise her I'm just saying that you know you can tell that she's she's not they're she's, not we're not bringing on Beth Mead we're not bringing on Beth Mead she's not the finished article she's you know she's I've just I've just seen her struggling a little bit and I think what we could we could definitely do with like Abby Harrison coming back and having you know either her and Carrie Jones on the pitch or Carrie Jones coming off the bench or Phil Morgan coming off the bench. Just somebody who, who can, who can really affect the game basically. And somebody who can, who can do that. And as you say, like maybe it's a confidence thing with Shania Hales that she hasn't had the time to like develop that, that killer instinct in front of goal. Um, and that's certainly possible, but yeah, I just, I just think, you know, we need, we do need, a bit more um you know when the transfer window opens who knows if we'll get it but we could do with another center forward and you know just more quality more attacking quality we need more game changing off the bench i actually really quite happy with our defense and midfield mm. but we just we just need more more weapons up front and it's particularly you no know, having said that with abby harrison out it's hard to know it's hard to it? know because she would definitely be like you'd be playing her You'd be playing time. her, but we need we need to be crossing it into the box for her. We'd need to make sure that we were crossing it in because Abby Harrison is actually deadly with her head as well, and she's a very very good centre forward in in the box. So we need to make sure that we're crossing. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how we play when she comes back because thinking about who our best players are, like you you have to play in a way that allows those people onto the pitch. So I'm I'll be interested to see what the formation is. Because, yeah, we think Jones and Harrison are quite similar, don't we? So would you play them both or, or would you play? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well, you we'll, think we'll you see. Could, you, could, you could have Jones doing what she's doing now, which is, you know, the kind of versatile. I mean, I mean, Carrie Jones, again, was absolutely outstanding the other night. She would just put in such a massive, massive shift. It was, you know, her work rate is unbelievable. And that's that makes her similar, you know, to Abby Harrison in that respect mm -hmm. somebody just like works and works and works and just really drops deep and just puts you know puts tackles in so it'll be interesting to see what happens when Abby Harrison comes back which will be hopefully soon, soon hopefully, hopefully for the next game against West Ham so just a, is there anything else that you wanted to say about um about the match just big congratulations I know we lost it so we technically have no points but that <laughs> felt like that didn't feel necessarily like a win, but it was euphoric. It was amazing. It was brilliant. Like they played fantastically well. People who've been good played brilliantly. People who have been brilliant played unbelievably. Like, yeah, Fernie, Lazel, Ella Powell was just so controlled and just direct and just she just did her job and was just really focused. Like, um, uh, Jamie Lee Napier was amazing. Um, Liv Clark was brilliant. Like they, like yeah, Megan Connolly was just like this understated, brilliant, like yeah, brilliant captain. I think like just yeah, it was really interesting watching her on TV because during a game you don't really see her do so much, and then there's all these close-ups and she's telling people what to do in all these close-ups. You're like, oh, she's very quiet. She's not like the kind of gobby captain. But she's always telling everybody what to do. Every close-up of her, she was telling normally Lazel what to do, and you just think like, right, okay, like she's she's kind of, yeah, that I I get it. I kind of 
yeah I hope she gets better and better and better because at the start of the season I was like kind of very hopeful that she was going to be this properly outstanding player and I think she might like after that game I think she might kind of now it's time for her to kind of like kind of step up and step kind of into the limelight a little bit and just be like come on you know you're a WSL player just make it happen yeah anyway that the whole team were brilliant I was really really impressed and it was super fun watching them every time anybody tackled anybody we were just roaring like it was a goal anytime there was a block we were just it was really fun it was really really fun Ashton Gate floodlights super fun it was actually brilliant so it was really it was, it really was, really good yeah, yeah 12 12,000 just over 12,000 people and yeah it was great and yeah really good job and the DJ was it's, it's good to have the DJ that that energy it's it's really good to have appropriate entertainment it was a nice for, atmosphere it was a it lovely was atmosphere it was, fun. It it was, was really, fun. really really good so yeah. congratulations to the people who were organizing that um you know it would it would be nice if <laughs> it would be nice if we could have you know more support for like just the away you know away followers as well yeah so um, we're we're gonna go to the next away game we will we? go to away, gonna... away to the next game um there is a kind of i think an ongoing challenge just generally actually for away supporters of women's you know women's teams to kind of get that parity with the, the kinds of provision that is offered to supporters of male um, male supporters, supporters of the male team, not male mm -hmm. supporters, <laughs> supporters of the men's team, and yeah, I just I just think it's it would be nice if we had that support, and that also goes. It's not just coach away coach provision; it's also about ticketing provision as well, making it easy for us to follow the team home and away, and and through that build that absolutely fierce home support that deeply committed fan base which is what we need and which is will be the bedrock of our survival this season you know lauren smith and the team always say how important we are to the team at home but imagine if you kind of could capture capture that level of support week on week out and also emulated it to some degree away from home as well think about the kind of competitive advantage it would give the team think about the lift it would offer the team and mm -hmm. and the and and also build a lifelong commitment this is the moment to capture the lifelong commitment of all those young supporters who are falling in love with this team this is what we need put some away coaches on anyway that's just you know boring 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 um broken record in <laughs> where we live um so yes. anyway on to a new record on to a new record three games three three games what are they dm because i genuinely can't remember we've got west ham away on the 5th of november no fireworks um yeah fireworks. bonfire night bonfire will there be fireworks at the i think it's called the chigwell construction stadium no nobody um, should call anything that possibly awful. made that up um it's the home of dagenham and redbridge Okay, and then we've got the next week. We've got a surprisingly nil point currently. Aston Villa. Yeah, I don't know them. No idea. Are they really above weird. us on goal difference. They are above us on goal difference, and and being beginning with A, they'd still be above us even if they had equal goal difference. Exactly. Anyway, they're they're not doing so great. So it's a great time to play them. 
Arguably, they might might have regrouped after this international break. Who knows? But yeah, what's going on at Villa? Really weird. And then we've got Everton away. So actually, you know, if if we've still got nil point after Mm. those three games, might start to worry a bit. But, you know, at the moment... Even though even though we've lost, the Man City game was the only game that actually made me feel quite miserable. Like, mm. actually just made me feel, you know, I'll be honest, despair. Oof. But all the other games, there's definitely things I've been positive about and that I've, you know, I've really enjoyed. And I'm, I'm actually, weirdly, I'm actually quite enjoying being in the WSL. I didn't think I would, but... You know, no, I'm, I'm. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's a good laugh, isn't it? Well, after games like Arsenal, we just need that sort of thing to happen, basically, because and we need some points. We need some points. Ideally, some points. Yeah, I but mean, you never feel as bad when they play well and they give a good account of themselves. I think you know, even if they lose, you always feel happy, don't you? I, I mean, listen to us. We're we're kind of making a podcast as if we've won the league. Yeah, we've we've screamed ourselves hoarse, and we're very very jolly about everything, um, but we just lost. But we don't care because we had a right old laugh, and for a bit, it was nil nil, and for a bit, it was one all. And there we go. And then right to the end, I f- we felt like we were in it. Exactly. We didn't give up. Anything. There was anything no capitulation. Happened. There was no moment where we stopped. We just kept playing, playing, playing. When it was two one, and that Napier dive at the end to, to kind of keep us at 2-1 why did she do that because she felt like we can make it 2-all that was that was the belief so yeah as long as we're in the games it's fun as yes. long as someone is playing well it's fun because our team is fun they're a good team they are a good team and I think I think one of the things that is always you know a bit worrying in terms of the next three games I suppose is getting up for those matches, you know, going to the West Ham game and, and being able to deliver that level of intensity because obviously the occasion, and that in itself is is admirable, the fact that they stepped up for that occasion. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, if you can step up, I personally, I was terrified about that game. How they managed to even get on the pitch and play is is a marvel to me. Like or getting past those fire Yeah, things. exactly. It was dangerous. It was like 1917, wasn't it? And like keeping, <laughs> do you mean the film? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and keeping and also keeping your head when all that other stuff is, you know, the, the minute silence, you know, like really kind of massive, tragic things happening in the world, and that that the football football match becomes a moment to, you know, reflect on it and like keeping keeping your concentration and not being affected by that. That's that's you know the sports psychology that's going into that. It's it's quite it's really impressive that they were able to perform on that stage in front of the cameras, in front of that crowd. But maybe that's, you know, maybe that's the things that they, they've been waiting for is to come alive, is to have the opportunity to actually play in front of those audiences. And to and I suppose it's, you know, maybe if you're playing in front of loads and loads of people, it's it might be even easier to, to concentrate actually on what's happening because there's so many people, you're not really hearing individual voices. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because like last season, we were in the championship. We had those two games against Man City that went absolutely terrible, terribly. And it's just like, well, in theory, those should have been like the games you can get up for. But it's just like, so it's hard to say, isn't it? Like what's what's going to happen? Like something just happened on Sunday night that for the first time this season, really, it looked like it could work. It looked like they could win it. No. <laughs> Looked like we could get a point. We looked like we could get a point. Probably, probably not win it. Maybe that'd be a stretch. But 
you know, think like if the McCabe goal doesn't get in. Yeah, we could get something out of the game. We could have got something, you know, like, and that was just like a, you know, the Brooke heading it past Liv was like that, that was a, a bit of a mistake, you know? So it's like, we could have entered, it could have ended that game one all. And that would have been amazing. That And that was the first time you could have been right, okay, right until the end. It had the jeopardy, the peril. And I think that sustained them. So it's just like, you need to just like, you need to stay in games for as long as possible. And I think, yeah. Anyway, we did it. And we're going to go to West Ham feeling like we can we can play. We can play. We can give a good account of ourselves. So and we're we need go to, to go West there. Ham. We need to go and get something. We need to go and win it. You know, we need to just go and try and win it and just and get up for that level of, of intensity to play, to have that mindset, to be that mentally strong, to ideally not concede outside the box, to to be that defensively rigorous, to put your body on the line, to attack with conviction, to do more attacking. Let's mm-hmm. face it, they need to attack more. Yep. Um, they need to cross the ball more. No, no dithering around the, the corner, just whip get it, it in whip it in and just Absolutely. get your head on it hopefully Abby, Abby Harrison will be back by that stage hopefully Liv Clark will be playing hopefully we will have a really good game <laughs> hopefully we'll win you know hopefully nobody gets injured over the international break um you know all of these things at least we're saying we've got hope exactly because we weren't hopeful after man man city we felt no we weren't no miserable. It, was, it was a bit it was a bit sad and that saves game that was a bit miserable as well but mm. let's just let's just let's forget don't that. worry about that let's not forget, let's forget that happened okay all right well there I we think, go I so think, i think we've dissected Sam, we've dissected um and this thanks. is the start of a very beautiful campaign exactly okay exactly and um win lose or draw mm-hmm. we will endeavor to record our thoughts and release it in a timely fashion unless we get annihilated and, and then i'm not gonna bother and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I don't record a podcast it. Then don't because, think about it because i don't want to think about it i don't want to talk about it and it makes me sad and nobody wants to hear me sad no least of all me exactly so you have to have to listen to me sad most of the time um <laughs> not, most of no, the no, time. not that i'm sad all the time so not but you know if but I do, if if you are, I'll hear it. You you will yeah. hear it. You're yeah. the one who's most likely to hear it. Anyway. So there we go. So um, get your orders in for that ferny head. Mm. And um, thank you very much for listening. My name is Dean Withers. I'm Nat Brown. And uh, we'll see you next time when we, we go, go again. again.